And welcome to Control Alt Deplete episode 25. We're yep. one fourth of the way to a hundred, folks. <laughs> what a rare, strange journey mm. <laughs> Alright. So uh, I am here, uh, Buck Blind, your host, on the left side of the screen. And on the right side of the screen, we have Mr. Bioshock. How's Hello. it going? It's going good. It's going yeah. good. We got, a, we got a lot of keys in yesterday. It was nice. Yes, we did. I think we got like nine or ten nine. keys in, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's nice so far. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Starts of the week. Yep, yep. And I would say six, at least six of those should have been uh, Wormcrest. We did three with your parents and then uh, did six or seven more. So yeah, no, definitely a big start. I know I've got uh, my my chest has already got all eight dungeons in from my druid, so that's a plus. Yeah. No, but yeah, we'll keep hammering those out. Get some more worm crests tonight. Oh yeah, yep. that's what I forgot to add to the show notes. I'll talk about my leveling guide as well at some point. Oh nice. Um. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, it's a good night of keys last night for sure. It's a good week for keys. Yes, it is. Uh, and with that great segue, uh, we are going to go to our weekly affixes this week. We have tyrannical, which is, you know, easy, whatever. Uh, storming, which is also easy, whatever. And raging, which is also easy, whatever. So back-to-back -back yeah. easy weeks, at least if you're a tank. Last week was easy for tanks. Maybe not so easy for uh, DPS if you're melee. But, uh, you know, <laughs> you guys can yeah, deal with those. You guys can deal with those spiteful ads. I'll watch. It's, it's nice is that we've been playing Rogue Druid and the Mythics, and we can both get rid of ra the raging buff. Yes, yes, that and is I'll very nice. Soothe it, and I can shiv it. Absolutely, it just helps. It's not like it's not like rage to yep. overpower anything. It just I, helps a little bit. I will say though, it felt very weird in Brackenhide, uh, not being the one getting rid of all the uh, the whirlwinds on the war scorch mobs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're you're like I've got the rage. I'm like oh okay. Well, I guess I'll take my finger off of my soothe button then. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, it's nice. It was, it was a nice combo. Definitely like the uh, your sub rogue a lot. Doing some good yeah, damage fine. too. Damage okay. I think you pulled what like 115k in a freehold. 115, I think, and 120 something in the bracken high. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's decent. So yeah, definitely a great week for uh, pushing keys. Yes. Last week was excellent for fortified. Um, but yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Speaking of Mythic Plus, what do we have going on there? Um, with, uh... So, they're implementing, if you haven't logged in for a while and you can log in now, you'll see your tunes that are like 60 and lower have the option to get boosted gear. It's in like a character screen, I believe. Uh, I saw it from my characters, but um, there's Mythic Plus and PvP catch-up boxes. To help you get caught up even faster. Not, uh, already pretty fast now, but even faster, which is nice. It's uh, it's really easy to get the uh, PVE chest because it's just 250 flight stones. But um, but the gear is 398. Can you upgrade that or no? Yes, yeah, it can be upgraded to so 411. 411. So you can get 411. It's just your 
flight zone, which is nice. Yes. Uh, I know the PvP one, to send a PvP one, you have to be 1400 in any bracket or higher to send uh, a, a, a crate to your tune. Now, the PvE crate's a lot easier to get than PvP because the PvE is just flight zones, you get tons of those. And the PvP one is conquest based, you have to do raiding content to get those currency send one chest, you know? It takes a little bit longer. Right. But the gear is a little bit higher item level. That's just because of how it scales in PvP. But yeah, I don't know. Have you noticed that? Um, in the loading screen, your character screen? Like the catch up? Um, I have not, but all the characters I play are, are probably past that point. Oh, see, I can see right now. Logging in. So, yeah, so uh, it's not showing me anymore. All, all my tunes are like 50 from doing my, uh, tra- my uh, heritage armor leveling. Right, right. Are all uh, not showing anymore. Because for a while there, I was showing me like, here, log in, get the, the new upgraded gear and all that stuff. Yeah, I've I've seen, I know they added that in. Um, I've seen on some of my characters that I hadn't logged into in a while. Yes. It was like, would you like to teleport to a Orgrimmar or whatever, and like if they were in random spots, so it's like welcome back yeah. and have different options. They, they put a lot of nice uh, little features in there to try to help people that are just coming back after a long break, kind of yeah. guide them along. Like here's what you should go do. Um, so that's great quality of life stuff. Definitely good to try to get people back in. Yeah. Um, and the catch up mechanics are definitely welcome. Uh, yes. Maybe That's maybe nice. Blizzard should consider getting some catch-up mechanics for um, profession knowledge. Maybe this whatever. I think the, I think the catch-up here should go up to four twenty-four. I think I don't see an issue with that. It's like it's really easy to get in Meta Xbox and just build. Maybe not get four twenty-four, but get yeah. like a piece you can upgrade to four twenty-four. Yeah, I think what they're going for is just to make it easy to get into Mythic Plus yeah. twos. Because like right now. Um, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in my gearing guide. Uh, right now, if you hit fresh 70, you're going to be like 315, 320 item level. Um, so the best thing to do is to go and buy auction house gear, uh, BOEs that you can find. Most of them are like 379, somewhere in that yeah. range, which is still a little bit low for Mythic Plus. So... Yeah. For this, because uh, Mythic Plus, the plus twos off the bat, the end of dungeon plus twos drop 402 item level gear. Uh, yeah. So people are generally, it's hard. It's a hard sell. Uh, if you don't have friends, it's hard to get into groups if you're not at least yeah. 390 already. Um, yeah. So this will make that a lot easier to get into groups because you can just... If you if you have enough flight stones on a main character, you can just immediately be three ninety plus pretty quickly. Um, So I think that's the goal is to make it easier to get into those groups. Because right now, like I said, you hit level seventy, the best you can get without doing any dungeons or not is like three seventy five item level ish. That's probably where you're going to be end up sitting because you can't buy every single slot. Uh, You can only buy certain amounts of gear. Because um, a lot of that 379 stuff is like unique equipped uh, trinkets, so you can only get one of the trinkets. You can't have two of them, so your other trinket might still be 310 or whatever. Rings yes. are somewhat similar. Rings will be unique equipped, so you can only get one 379 ring. The other ring is still going to be like 315. So yeah. 
to uh, you know you can get about 370 item level 375 just by buying on the auction house but that's still 30 item levels lower than what people are typically looking for you to be uh, in mythic yeah. plus so this definitely I think is good um, especially if you you know are are doing a lot of stuff in your mains and you have a lot of flight stones left over excellent way to spend it um, I I will say I think they sh- should just get rid of the flight stone cap honestly uh, the 2000 cap it hasn't been a huge issue for like you and me because I feel like we aren't using that many flight stone or we, we're upgrading gear enough that we're not really piling up too many flight stones but for the yeah. people that you know are like full-time streamers and whatever if you do I mean like last night we did nine dungeons and probably got I think it's like 30 some flight stones for that so you're talking couple hundred 300 flight stones a night so if you do that in a, in a couple of weeks if you are like if you already got all your gear upgrading you're running just pushing keys as high as you can and you do six seven dungeons a night you're gonna be capped out in just a couple of weeks without anything to spend them on um, yeah. so that definitely is good for this at least uh, but i do think maybe we should get rid of the flight stone cap because what's the point of it being there anyway i don't know so this is i don't know if it's meant to be this way but for pvp and pvp the, the chest you can buy um you don't get it for sure items so you might get two of the same items as you're unloading so it's just random gotcha yeah it looks like that's yeah the same so, way yeah. yeah it's the same way for the uh, mythic plus one it looks like yeah so the pvp like you're not guaranteed the right item same with the pv like you can get doubles which is kind of stupid because like you know what if you get like three or four of the same item like well i just spent like a thousand Light stones. Yeah, yeah. It is a little. That I, is a little odd, but you should just make it so it's tw- two hundred and fifty per piece, and you can pick which yeah. piece you want to get. Yeah. No, I agree with that because that, that kind of sucks for catch up. Now, yeah. if you get the same item. No, and I know this is basically what they did with Valor beforehand, where they would put the Valor catch up chest in. Um, yeah. I think those are also a random piece. But yeah, I do think it'd be better to just have a uh, guaranteed, like this is, yeah, like you said, you pick what piece, you know, have have a, you know, 250 for a helm, 250 for a shoulder, 250 for that. Now, maybe you don't necessarily get the best stats or whatever, but, you know, at least you could pick yeah. the gear you want. Yep. Um, anyways... There we go. Yes, so uh, another thing, yes, another thing that is happening uh, with 10.1.7 on, it hasn't been put into the PTR yet, but Wowhead has data mined um, some dragon, right, or some old, old, old mounts that have been changed to work with dragon riding. Um, so uh, it looks like it looks like what we're going to probably have. Um, and Blizzard has made an announcement saying yep. that uh, they are indeed working on dragon riding outside of Dragon Isles and broadening the set of mounts that can dragon ride. Uh, the initial That's work cool. can be seen on fractures in the time game files, but the feature will not be complete or featured in the live game until later in Dragonflight. So it looks like what they're going to have it happen is 
you have two different two different options yeah probably 10.2 would be my assumption um you have a flight style static which is just typical flying and then you have flight style dynamic which is the dragon riding style uh and it'll be a toggle that you can use to determine which way you want your mounts to to work um that feature again won't be ready until much later but uh, the list of dragon riding capable mounts includes 103 new mounts. Uh, so that's a like, lot. Like old school mounts? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm so really looking forward to that. All it looks like they're looks like most of them are like the drakes, the proto drakes, uh, the worm mounts. Um, let me look through here, see if I see anything else. Oh, the hawk mounts, like the firehawk type mounts. Oh, a lot of cool. those have it. Um, oh, it's so cool. Yeah, they've got a yeah, this, they've got a whole list of uh, stuff. It's a lot of the dragon style mounts have that stuff. So yeah, no, that's gonna be really really cool. I, I love to see that happening. Yeah, it's pretty much any kind of like dragon, Drake, or. Uh, worm or hawk type mount looks like that's what mainly has it at least so far who knows we'll see what else they do but yeah no it'll be awesome to get a lot of the old drakes and dragon looking mounts be usable with that now all the people are wondering this question how will this impact your speed leveling (laughs) that's Uh, the question that everyone's burning yeah So it's interesting because it's going to depend on how that toggle works. So right right now, you know, you just have typical flying. So how you, it depends how your charges work, how are they going to do that? Since, since it's not available for testing yet, I can't really say a hundred percent sure, but my, my guess is it's going to work just like current dragon riding does have the six charges. Once you're fully maxed out, blah, 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 all that stuff. Um, so my assumption will be that, uh, one, if it's like it is now and you have all the extra regeneration stuff, probably you'll just be doing dragon riding whenever you can start flying. Uh, the other question is what level they're going to implement it. Because right now yes. you have like the, the regular slow flying is at 30. Level 40 is the faster flying. So if you can yeah. do the dynamic flying at level 30... That is going to uh, be huge if you can't do it to level 40. Still huge, just not as huge. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, the dynamic flying, it'll it'll come down to how well the charges regenerate and stuff. But for the most part, you're going to want it dynamic flying uh, if you are doing a speed run. Um, but yeah. the thing is, like, since you have the option to toggle the switch, and I, I don't know if there's going to be like any kind of cooldown on it, if... Assuming there's no like cooldown on the toggle, then what I would expect to see is I would be using dynamic flying, and if I run out of charges, uh, I don't know if you can swap while you're in the air. If you have to be landing, either way, you're gonna swap to the de- once if you're out of charges, you're gonna swap real quick for the to the static flying and use that until you've got enough charges that you can go back to dynamic flying. I, I don't see them making it so you can switch in midair. Yeah, I agree. I think you'd have to land most likely. Yeah, it'd probably take a casted like one or two second cast. Or probably. Like but yeah, I, I yeah. feel like that's the direction to go. Um, dynamic flying is definitely going to be faster now. 
Will they slow the speed of the flying down for dynamic flying? I don't know. Will they have multiple I speeds? Hope not. Yeah, again, with without it being available to test yet, it's really hard to say how it's going to affect anything. Yeah. Um, but if it works as 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 the dragon riding works, if that's how dynamic flying works, dynamic flying is going to be the way to go, hundred percent. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely looking forward to see how they do with that. Um, I love that they're putting all the old mounts that are dragons or any kind oh, of worm. It's going to be so awesome. Oh, um, I can't wait. Can you imagine being on a Sandstorm Drake if it works with that? And, uh, <laughs> and I'm then, you know, yeah, you're on my back and I'm just <laughs> dragon riding. That'd be so much fun. Actually, I don't know. Awesome. If... Really? Some mounts I'm really looking forward to using, like the ice crown mounts, like those uh, frost worms. Oh yeah, yeah, that's in there. Uh, yeah, the, there's uh, all mounts, sorts of cool the, mounts in there. There's that that really cool one from Karazhan, the embers, whatever that one was called. I've heard the name of it, but right, like that dragons on fire. It's pretty cool. It's one of my favorite mounts. You know, uh, you'll be cool though. Even better than all those is those uh, the anniversary mount coming, the dragon. The mm-hmm. dragon riding on that mount, that would be cool. Yes, yes, the uh, that that is listed as a dragon riding mount in here. That's awesome. I was trying to see if Sandstone Drake is on this list. Yep, it is. Oh, that's, that's gonna awesome. be so. That's gonna be really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the first thing I'm trying out when that comes live. <laughs> I am going to pull out my sandstone drake. You're going to hop on and we're going to see what happens. Yep, yep. All right. Um speaking of mounts, we have some yeah, trading post news. So, take us through that. So, it's uh, the source of trading post is coming to the tra- trading post and by the look of it, it's going to be October. This beautiful mount is the Eve's ghastly rider and it looks like a a broom or any kind of quidditch stick or whatever from Harry Potter. Yep. Or whatever. Uh, it looks really cool, actually. It's got like all like lash from the front, and I don't know. It looks pretty cool. Uh, my question is, will that mount be used as dragon riding? Or not? <laughs> I, I I doubt it. Uh, I doubt that yeah, one. It's will. a little. It's a. It's not really a. It's just a broom. <laughs> but yeah. It's a. It's. I like. The amount of mounts coming out every month is kind of Oh, yeah, cool. it's great. Um, it makes the Traveler's Log worth doing because I feel like if the rewards weren't that great, people would be like, oh, no incentive to really try and do it. Well, and the thing is, yeah, the thing is, but, like, I have not, other than the very first month that it came out, I have not spent a single second of time going, I need to do this to get the Traveler's yeah. Log done. I need to... I've just done our dungeons and everything, and dungeons, I've yeah, gotten awesome. it every month. Yeah. Other than the one month Same. that I didn't play because I was playing Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, I, I missed one month too, but yeah, that's very true. Like I don't really go out of my way. Uh, my, yeah. For example, though, my my parents have to because they don't get the missing stuff done. Right. Yeah. Do. So I know for them they do like the PvP ones, like the five battleground wins, seventy five hundred honor. Right. Right. Uh, and like and like the. Uh, Raid finder bosses, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Although they are more than welcome to come with us in dungeon runs, I'm happy to run them through dungeons to help them get that stuff anytime. So. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, sure they know. Yep. But yes, the Burr Mountain is cool, and uh, 
expect, yeah, we're speculating it's going to be for the month of October. Yeah, which it makes a couple, it makes sense on a couple of things for it to be October. One, we already know what the uh, um, August. August one is. So yeah. we have September, which I don't think we've got any information for that yet. Um, it is expected it's going to be the monthly reward because they said there's no traders tenders costs attached to it currently. Um, what, but also, bro? yes. Yeah, um, I'll say that too. Yeah, yeah but the uh, it, it, the theme with it being for October makes sense because it's Halloween. You get a broom. Yeah. So I think that makes sense. Um, yes. That it would be in October, which honestly yeah. it's nice because we used to have. Uh, I know there used to be, I think, a temporary, temporary broom mount. Broom? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And yep. Uh, I was always annoyed that it was temporary. So to get a permanent one, yes. Uh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, we'll use that on the warlock. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, man, I miss um, the days when I mained warlock. Not gonna lie, like it, I I mained destruction warlock for a while there during uh, mop. It was right. fun back then, but. Yeah. Uh, I had a little gnome, a little gnome warlock. <laughs> my, my, uh, I think it was, sorry, my telephone stream, uh, the podcast. You're good. So, I, uh, my first character I ever made was a Torrid Warrior, and I was leveling up, and, you know, a week, two later, so I'm leveling really slowly. I get to Crossroads, and back in the day, you know, 2004, 2005, Alliance and Horde fought at Crossroads. Oh, yeah. In the Barrens, every day, all day. Always there. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I was on the PvP server, you know, but in those old, I don't, I don't remember exactly if I was killed or not, but I was in the crossroads, a horde grouped up, the alliance grouped up, grouped up outside, there's a stalemate, nothing's going on. And I see this night elf jumping, <laughs> and he does a flip. And uh, <laughs> I, I, like, I said, uh, I said in the chat, I said in the, the say chat, and I was like, how, how do you do a flip? And the guy said, you gotta be a night elf. I logged out 30 <laughs> seconds later, made a night elf rogue. Never looked back. <laughs> ah, <laughs> and, you know. Yeah. So, so I had my rogue. It was the night elf, and that's the rogue I play now. Not the same race anymore, but that's the same rogue. Nice. And my, my mage I made uh, in vanilla as well. As well, towards the end of vanilla was my was a gnome mage. That's the same age <laughs> I have now, but a gnome. But yeah, that's my story of me becoming a night elf. Nice. Now, if you want to do a flip, you just got to be a demon hunter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I remember making Night Elves, too. I was actually thinking about that the other day, like, a Night Elf, because I remember making Night Elves and running through Teldrassil and doing all their opening quest Such lines nice stuff quest. way back then. Yeah, it was a nice quest it's a line. a good zone. It is, it's it is. It's a really, really good zone. Um, I always made a Night Elf Druid and would level right. up to about level 20 and then give up on it because it was so terrible. So, I hated yeah. leveling up Druid. I don't know why... Yeah. Because now I'm literally like my second main is my druid pretty much for the yeah. last two expansions. I've basically been demon hunter or druid for since shadow since legion basically. I was right. demon hunter for all of legion and BFA, and then I don't think I did much druid during BFA, but I did do a lot of druid during um, uh, uh, Shadowlands. I did definitely play my druid then, and I'm yeah. maining my druid now. We'll talk that. I'll talk a little bit more about Jared here later on during our uh, week and WoW stuff. Yep. But yeah, no, uh, good times, man. Good times. Yes. Um. So also Major. speaking of magic and Halloween and warlocks, uh, the other spelly spell class 
is mages, and we have uh, after after the uh, launch of the patch and fire Woo! mages doing three hundred k DPS on dungeons overall. Overall, yes, um, they have received some nerfs. So uh, Bio's gonna take us through those nerfs now, and uh, yeah. yeah. So the three specs got nerfed, and from people talking about like how much of a nerf it really is, Fire got the worst of it. Um, Arcane got a decent sized nerf, and Frost is a, is a decent sized nerf as well. It's not too bad though. So for Fire, they just flat out reduced all all spells with five percent. So that's it. That's that's not like a small amount. Like it adds up. Yeah, it's a five percent. That's a five percent nerf right there. Not a three yeah. percent nerf for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we have the five percent nerf. Uh, flame strike. Um, the reduced chance of flame strike is kind of meh. The, the thing you want to worry about is the uh, the AOE cap on it now. Because if it if it's another AOE cap, the same nerf, no big deal. But um, yeah, so flame strike and flame patch are six percent nerf, and they're damage reduced beyond eight targets yes uh so if you don't know the with this war, uh, mage rework that flame strike now works with your uh heating up so you can have instant uh flame strikes and great flame strikes will also contribute to heating up as well so what people are doing because like before this patch fire mages would pop all their cooldowns and just do their single target and have their, their ignite spread and do that damage um now they do the burst, and instead of using pyroblast, they use flame strike during combustion. Because it was a lot more AOE damage that way. Uh, so yeah, it's they're just kind of addressing the, that issue. Um, Sun King's blessing, the one that makes sure it's pyroblast or flame strike that you actually cast to deal 260% increased damage was 275. Um, so I mean, fire mage is still on a fine spot from what I've been seeing today. Uh, on streams from when I was watching, um, Fire still top 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 contender right now for Mythic Plus. It's not a big deal. Um, yeah, I think it'll be just fine even with the nerf. Yeah, it's it'll be fine for sure. Yeah, one uh, thing um, to say as far as the fire nerf, the uh, um, with the AOE cap, that's that's really only going to affect the higher level players. Because um, a lot of low dungeons, you don't usually have more than eight or nine targets. I mean, at best, yeah. you if I see, you know, very few tanks will pull more than two packs at a time anyway. So you're talking at most maybe ten targets in there. So you're not yeah. going to see a huge reduction. Um, the higher level keys, whenever you're on average pulling three packs at a time and having 15 targets or so, you're going to see a big Excuse me, a big difference with the damage reduction there. Um, But again, on on a more casual level, I don't think you're going to see that much of a difference with Fire Mages. Um, You'll still see the 5% nerf across the board, of course. But uh, as far as the AoE cap, it won't affect you as much there. Uh, Yes. Um, I thought I was going to bring up when we talk about augmentation. But um, so Frost Mages. Got the frozen orb reduced by five percent, blizzard reduced by four, comstorm reduced by five, and sub zero damage to rooted and frozen targets reduced to five to ten percent per rank of that talent. Uh, I don't know what it was before, to be honest with you. Um, I was thinking like 15, 20 percent. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not positive. But the frost, the frost nerf 
really isn't that big. Um, your Ice Lance is still tons of damage. Common Storm is still going to do tons. Cause Common Storm is not a weak capped. Uh, it's it's hmm. it's range. Its range is a little bit smaller than a Flame Strike. But yeah, Blizzard's not. I mean, Common Storm is not a weak capped. Nice. Uh, yeah, and then Arcane. Arcane Barrage is increased by 3%. Um, Resonance increased the damage per target hit by Arcane Barrage by 10%, was 12 with a slight nerf. Arcane Explosion reduced by 6%, and Arcane Orb reduced by 8%. Because um, what the issue is with Arcane right now, before, when, before the patch went live, it was watching stuff and reading up and testing stuff. Like Arcane, the, the way it was working for AoE, instead of using Radiant Spark, is you would Radiant Spark, but instead of you'd, you'd be using Arcane Barrage with a chance to launch an Arcane Orb forward and to get max stacks, you just Barrage just keeps going back and forth. And the AoE damage was like insane, but it was kind of RNG. That's why people play Fire Over Arcane, so Arcane is RNG. But um, when it was when Arcanes get lucky, it does a lot of damage, so they're just kind of nerfing that a little bit, which is, I think is needed because you don't see too much Arcane, but it's 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 still really good in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I don't think Arcane really had too got hit too hard. Uh, Frost Mage definitely a little bit harder. Fire Mage was hit the hardest with the five percent yes. nerf across the board. But also again, Fire Mages, Fire Mages were broken. Uh, yes. They were the only class outside of Augmentation uh, that we'll get into here in a few minutes uh, that was just absolutely completely broken. Um, Augmentation is all, that's absolutely broken, but uh, Fire Mage was also broken very yes. much. So uh, this yeah. should bring him out line, especially the AoE cap. I think we'll, uh, we won't see the 300k overall that we were seeing in the high keys uh, yeah. by the top players. So that'll that'll bring that more to check. But uh, yeah. Um, so also, um, let's go ahead and do the augmentation reaction and then I'll go into the leveling guide. So, uh, so yeah, augmentation came out. So, uh, of course, here Bio is our resident augmentation expert. Um, He did play it for a little bit last week. Uh, From a tank perspective, um, I love augmentation evoker. Uh, From a DPS perspective, we love augmentation evoker. From a healing perspective, we love augmentation evoker. Uh, because it is super OP. Uh, the yep. damage that it allows the rest of the group to do is great. Um, now, from a playstyle, uh, since you were the one playing it, how did you feel from playstyle? How did it feel playing it? Um, to be to be honest, I I did enjoy it. It was very boring, and all your damage was reliant on your teammates doing their rotation correctly. Um, and like I mean, it's not hard to keep a might or your uh, shifting sands mastery. Like it's easy to do that stuff, but it's just um, I don't know. Devastation was a lot more fun, and in, in, right. like, uh, I feel like you're actually doing something. Whereas augmentation, you know, like I don't care if they fix the damage charts and like the details or not. The spec itself is just boring to play in my right. personal experience um, I, I, I found it to be very stale uh, it's very good 
for sure. Definitely top three mythic class for best, best yes. class. And I'm not trying to take that away. Like it's very good. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't enjoying it because like you just pop Evan Might and you just use your power abilities and you're just spamming eruption and I was just, it's just a, it's just a little bit boring. I don't know. Right. No, and I think I think for me, the thing that I think people are going to have the biggest issue with is kind of what you touched on there a little bit is, um, you just don't have really that much control over how much damage you account for. So when I yeah. say account for, I don't mean how much damage shows up in the damage meters. I mean how much you're buffing other people's damage by. Obviously, yeah. yes, you apply the buff and you. Uh, have to you know keep your abilities up to keep that buff up and extending it and get as much uptime on it as possible. But yeah. it, from what you had told me and to, we're talking about, it doesn't seem like it's that hard to play. Oh, so it's not at all. so easy. yeah. So then it comes down to how much damage you contribute, how much damage, how much you're helping your team out comes down to how well is everyone else playing. And not yep. it, you. You are not in control of the damage that you end up being responsible for, uh, because yep. if one person dies, so let's, let's say we have you know a group we're going in there, and your two DPS are doing 135, 140k on the pool, and the augmentation evoker is probably only doing about 40k, uh, because yep. it, it, you do a low amount of damage on your own. Um, you might be buffing them by 40k each, but if one of them dies, now all of a sudden you lose 140k DPS instead of the normal, you know, you lose 80, 80k, 85k DPS for that pool. Um, yeah. It's much more noticeable if one of those DPS dies uh, because the, evoke, the augmentation evoker can't make up for that damage. Um, so now you're only buffing one person. As well, I mean, you're both of a tank as well, but you're you're only getting 40k instead of getting 80k bonus damage, and you're also yeah. losing the damage that the other DPS was doing on their own. Um, yeah. And like what you're saying, if if the person, if one of the other DPS that you're buffing isn't doing the rotation properly, they're not doing well, they're not performing very well. That's gonna hurt the. As far as on Warcraft logs, if you go back and look at the DPS. Your log, your damage, your damage is going to be a lot lower than if you had played with somebody that knew their class, knew their rotation, was performing at near perfection. Um, yeah. So it's, I think it's an interesting thing because it, it's, it's your damage contribution is so much based on how well other people are playing, and I feel like that's not necessarily a fun play style because at that point it's, it's less about your skill and more about everyone else's skill and the yeah it's more about to it's more about your their skill instead of your skill and you're not really in control of how much you're contributing that's it's kind of why it wasn't a, i wasn't looking forward to continuing to play it because i just felt like you know what like I'm, i know i'm contributing a lot of damage but like i'm i'm not doing anything special boring rotation no damage and then you just keep your bus up and watch your team do it really well which is the intended thing of it is to do that yeah but but playing is very different than just be like yeah augmentation is buffing everybody it's like it's the best thing so yeah maybe the best thing but it's so boring yeah so i think 
I think if if you're an augmentation evoker, if you're playing with a full group team and you play together all the time, I think you're going to enjoy it a lot more because yeah. you can trust your teammates that they're going to do their rotation properly. You're going to trust them to be playing to their best. You're going to trust them not to be dying on stuff. But whenever you're playing with pugs, I don't think augmentation is going to be that much fun because you don't know if that person ends up, they don't know how they're playing. They could be 440 item level, but not know how to play their class or they are, don't know mechanics and they constantly are dying. That's hurting yeah. your damage. Um, uh, and uh, I think that's got, the frustrating part. I feel like, yeah, if you got a DPS dying left and right, your augmentation is useless. Yes. It's useless. Yeah. No, I, from, from a tank perspective, I notice whenever one DPS dies with the augmentation oh, yeah. way more than than without an augmentation because it takes so much. As soon as one DPS is dead, I mean, it takes so much longer to kill everything because augmentation is, uh, I mean, augmentation's 20, 30k less DPS than a tank is doing. So yeah. it's not like, again, if, if, if somebody dies, that augmentation doesn't have a way to make up for it. I honestly, yeah. I honestly feel like it would be nice if they had something in there that if right. if if uh, you know if you're in a five man group and you buff four people and one of those people dies somehow maybe you get the increase of all those buffs that were on them or something like that for like thirty seconds or something I don't know I don't know exactly yeah. how you would do that but because uh, it's noticeable if if someone dies and then it's just an augmentation and one DPS because then it basically feels like you just have one DPS, DPS there <laughs> yeah. So no, I get I get the frustration with playing it for sure. Um, yes, um, they were unbelievably good. Go on, no, go, go on. on. I was say they, they were they were unbelievably broken. Um, yeah. They are very very strong. Uh, we saw uh, last week, and they already they've already fixed this, but we saw a raid comp uh, that consisted of twenty two evokers and two unholy DKs. and uh, the unholy DKs were doing like fifteen million DPS. Yeah. And just melting the bosses um, because the apparently all the augmentation buffs stacked, uh, so they've already they've already put in a hot fix to address that. So now the buffs you can't have more than four buffs on you at a time. Um, so, so oh, absolutely. Uh, I th I think you're you're gonna see four augmentation evokers in a raid most likely uh, yeah. when it comes to the next race world first. Um, but uh, I hope I hope that's the case. I, I think you'll see four in there. And you, honestly, I was thinking you might see up to four anyway because uh, if you have 20 people in there and most of the buffs hit target, what, four four allies? Yes. So if you have 20 people in there, four augmentation evokers now means everybody is buffed. Um, yeah. I was expecting maybe two, but I think with as strong as they are, if they don't get nerfed, you're going to see four anyway. Just that way, everybody is being buffed. Um, if, it, if it comes down to that, I bet you they nerf them if they bring four in the race world first. I mean, they're not nerfing during the race, but they'll nerf it soon after, I bet. Possibly. If, if that's the case. But I, I also wonder if... Because to me, the obvious hotfix would have been just to nerf it so that you can't be buffed by more than one at a time. Because um, I, don't, I don't see any reason why people need to be buffed by more than one at a time anyway. Um, like, I honestly just don't see the point in that. That feels like that's just making it extra broken. 
So the fact that they nerfed it to where you can be buffed by four makes me think that they are looking to see... They're, they're wanting to make it where we don't see more than four in a raid. Right. That's I think, is what they're focused. So I don't know if you'll actually see them change anything <laughs> because I think four augmentation is what they're wanting to kind of cap it out at. They don't want to, they don't want to force people to only bring one, um, but they also don't want to force people to be bringing ten. Um, yeah. So I think they're looking they're looking at if we have twenty people in a mythic raid, then four would be, have everybody buffed, and that's I think yeah. what their target was. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it definitely is going to receive some kind of nerf at some point. I would imagine um, it has to. It, yeah, I mean it's it's contributing a lot of damage. Uh, what I would like to see them do though is nerf the buffs a little bit, but then increase their own damage more. So like, let's. I, I think to me. What makes sense is if you nerf the buffs so that the damage they're contributing with other people it gets reduced by 10%, buff their own abilities that are just your damaging abilities by 10%. That's what I would like to see so that you contribute. Instead of being 40k DPS while everyone else is at 120k, get you guys at like 60k DPS and then everyone else doing 100k by, with your buffs. Um that way, one, you have a little bit more control over your own damage, and it doesn't hurt as badly when one person dies. Because um, it's a huge impact. I mean, it's very noticeable if you have augmentation and one of the DPS dies. It's very noticeable. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you want to take us through uh, the top comps for Mythic Plus right now with augmentation? All right, yeah. You already said augmentation. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, every show I'm watching right now, it's the same thing. It's augmentation, Shadow Priest, Fire Mage. Uh, Holy Pally most of the time in the Guardian Druid. Yep. Um, I've seen um, top. There's a couple of people I watched, but top mages that I've been watching play Shadow Priest that, that uh, Power Infusion, because Shadow Priest, Fraught Fire Mage, Power Infusion is insane. With the augmentation damage, this is crazy. Um, there is some other comps, obviously, but I feel like that is the best comp right now. Oh, yes. I don't know what yes, the, hands what the best healer is. I don't know if it's Holy Pally or not. But it's Guardian, Aug, Shadow Priest, Fire Mage, Healer. It's the best comp right now. Yeah. That being said, there is somebody I watch that does... Uh, she's like 3400 IO. So she's good Shadow Priest. She usually runs with this guy named Tidal. He's a Fairy Warrior. So they play Shadow Priest, Fairy Warrior, Augmentation. So, like, you can play other things. I mean, Augmentation is going to help out everybody, but, like... Being, I think the best comp is Fire Mage, Og, Shadow Priest. So looking at the top timed runs right now, uh, the first 98 timed runs are all uh, Shadow Priest, Augmentation Evoker, and then either Fire or Frost, with the majority being Fire. Um, there's yeah. a there's a few frosts in there, just I think depend. it's dungeon dependent. Certain dungeons, Frost is going to play better than Fire. Um, but yeah. yeah, the first 98 uh, timed keys are all Priest, Augmentation Evoker, and then Mage, either Frost or Fire. The 99th yeah. one has an Enhanced Shaman instead of a Mage. That's the right. first time that it deviates. Um, also, That's... healers are uh, in the top 90, in the, in the top 100. Um, in the top 100, there are one... 
two, three, four keys that did not have a holy pally. Uh, three of those are <laughs> preservation evoker, and one of those was a resto druid. Um, right. Also, t- from a tank perspective, there's one, two, three, four, six keys in the top 100 that were not uh, guardian druid. <laughs> So uh, there's a broom. Now, I will say, those six are spread out. There's, like, I think three of them are Demon Hunters, one's a Prot Warrior, one's a Blood Decay, one's a Brewmaster Monk. Uh, so the only awesome. tank not represented in the top 100 is Prot Pally, which is a um, total reversal from earlier this season. Yeah. <laughs> Prot yeah. Pally. So I was looking at this uh, a couple days ago when I was talking to Lynch, and um, Prot Pally was the only tank that had not timed a plus 28 uh, so far so so prop every other tank had timed a 28 or a 29 and prop pally the highest the prop pally had done at the time was a 27 so right. prop pally went from top to bottom real fast yes, um brewmaster was- monk brewmaster monk is is competing with the with the higher tanks as long as there's an augmentation evoker if you don't have an augmentation evoker brewmaster is still worse tank um, so that's kind of unfortunate, but, uh, but yeah, guardian druid right now, the meta by far, uh, the meta is guardian tank, uh, holy pally, augmentation evoker, fire mage, shadow priest. That is your, yeah. your meta spec. And it's for quite a while. It's, it's out of control. I don't think, I don't think it should ever be that, that way, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm finding classes being strong, but you need to bring some up and maybe lower some top ones. Yeah, well, and you're always going to see in those top, top levels, you're always going to see the meta. meta. But what to me is interesting, so in the top 100, we had 99 of the keys were Augmentation, Fire Mage, Shadow Priest. Um, As I'm going through right now, like from 100 to 200, I'm seeing deviations. There's a Warlock there, there's a Balanced Druid, there's Enhanced Shaman. Um, But you know what I'm not seeing uh, I'm not seeing the augmentation evoker being gone. It's still yeah. I'm, I'm looking through. I'm trying to find what is the highest timed key that did not have an augmentation evoker, and I think I'm going to be looking for a while. Right. Um, yes. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's uh, is what it is. I I I don't I think I think it's fine that they're strong. Yes. But they need to like they need to fix some of this because like. Uh, I don't know. Shadow Priest has been like this for a while now. Being like guaranteed to have a plus bot for like this entire expansion. Yeah. Shadow, Shadow Priest has been up there for like since the expansion dropped. So they've been top dog for a long time. Mage mm-hmm. is kind of catching up. Augmentation is wrecking everybody. Yeah. Now Shadow Priest, well Shadow Priest has definitely been in the top. I don't think Shadow Priest is having the same domination that augmentation is right now um and shadow priest wasn't like shadow priest is the top for sure but they're not so far apart from the rest of them augmentation and fire mage before the nerf fire mage was just ridiculously op um augmentation is still ridiculously op and shadow priest was just regular op 
<laughs> Shadow Priest has been the top, but I don't think it's that Shadow Priest is out of control. I think Augmentation is a little bit out of control. Fire Mage before the nerf was out of control. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Shadow Priest is definitely up there. I'm still looking for a non-augmentation key. Right. I'm 350 in right now, and every single of the top 350 has Augmentation Evoker. Here we go. There's the first one without an Augmentation. 360th. It was a, it's a fire, so fire Mage, Destroyer Lock, and Shadow Priest. Jeez. So, Where's yeah. the melee? <laughs> Bring back some melee. Yeah, I will say that has been what's been really interesting. Because um, Sub Rogue is the top damaging melee, and I would expect to see, even in the top three... It, yeah, I would expect to see Sub, Sub Rogue beating out one of these at some point. Um, but the only one I've seen was Enhanced Shaman. That was the only melee I've seen in the top. I've seen, a, I saw like one of them. Yeah. So your melee, I guess, are just um, your tank and your Holy Pally healer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's your melee. Yeah. Uh, which is, it's interesting. Um, I definitely do think there's not a ton of variation. There's a sub rogue finally, 368th. Uh, but yeah, I, and again, I don't, I don't, th I understand you're always going to have, if these three classes are the top, you're going to see it. But what I think would be good to see is more of a, okay, so for this dungeon, these three classes are the best. For this dungeon, these three classes are the best. For this dungeon, these three classes are the best. And then you get a little bit more of a mix. Um, but... Yeah, no, because there's there's just really not any variation. I'm almost out of the top 500, and there's just not hardly any variation at all. Oh, there's a Should warrior. There's a fury warrior, 463rd run. What's his name? Uh, Cheek Lord. Uh, there's no idea who that is. Yeah. I don't know. Warriors, I watch the title or Kirk Cake. There's an arms warrior. Strikes X. Strikes X. Strix, oh, Strix X. But, uh, oh, there's a Frost DK, 509th, representing <laughs> you. Represent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, again, I mean, there's, so now, like, there's a little bit of deviation here and there, but we're in literally, we're outside the top 500 keys right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, definitely, definitely, augmentation is super strong. To the point that they are in all but like three or four of the top 500 geese. That's uh, uh, it's so annoying. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I personally don't mind it because I, I I love augmentation. I'm okay if they never nerf augmentation as long as you know we have some augmentation with it. So happy you. You can play whatever you want, and we'll get another augmentation. Um, but yeah, augmentation evoker right now is almost instant invite. Yeah, I mean, I. I would, it kind of sucks to like not play at the same time because like, I put so much work into gearing it as devastation that I feel like I should take advantage of augmentation being broken. And I, I mean, I still could. It's just... But uh, it's just, it, it goes uh, down to what I, I told you leading up to the expansion and what I've told you throughout the entire expansion. Play what you're enjoying. If you aren't yeah. enjoying it, don't play it. You know, that, it right. comes down to that. That's why Prop Pally, like, Prop Pally was the strongest for the start of the season... And I played it a little bit, and it's not bad, but I just, I like Vengeance and Guardian way better. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I got lucky that right now the top two tanks are Guardian and Vengeance. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that just happened to work out. But, I mean, Guardian deserves it, though. I will say that. Uh, <laughs> you know, Prot Warrior was the best for Season 1. And it's like, eh, you know, good for them. Prot Warrior was really strong at parts of Shadowland as well. Um, yeah. Then, you know, Prot Pally was strong. Eh, Prot Pally has, has been has had, had its times and stuff many times before. Uh, but Guardian Druid, outside of basically Season 2 in Shadowlands, and even then, Guardian Druid still wasn't the best. Uh, it was still, I think Prot Warrior was still the best back then. I'm not positive. but Or no, Blood DK. Blood DK was top tank for most of Shadowlands. Uh, but Guardian Druid has been one of the worst tanks historically for like three expansions now. Uh, so to see Guardian Druid get their time to shine finally is nice to see. Uh, it's well-deserved, and yeah. I, I hope they get to stay up there for more than just half a season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. But yeah. uh, anyway, uh, go ahead and tell us about your week. Or actually, no, sorry, leveling, leveling guide. guide. Yes, I forgot. Like, I yeah. went, went out of order. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I spent some of this week uh, working on a leveling guide. Uh, more tailored for us as far as our group of, of players to kind of help us out, but it can be applied yeah. to anybody that's just starting out. Um, yeah. So let's run through this real quick. Uh, my recommendations. First thing you do, of course, hit level 70. So you're fresh 70. What do you do? You're sitting, like we said earlier, at 315, 320 item level, whatever. Uh, right now, if you if it's your very first character or whatever, or if you just don't have flight stones to spend, go buy 379 item level gear in the auction house as much of it as you can get and get as many 379 pieces equipped as possible that should get you to 370 ish item level um if you have some flight stones maybe go ahead and buy uh if if you are missing a few pieces with the 379 buy the pieces that you're missing with the flight stone gear if you have a main and then that way you can bolster that up and be like 380-ish. Um, right. Next thing I recommend is go do the Zara Cavern opening quest because you can get a full spark uh, yep. very quickly through right that. Yeah. So if you go get your full spark, then you can use that, craft a 424 item using the work order system. Uh, you can check various sites, Wowhead, Icy Veins, or just even look on like Murloc IO and see what people are using. Um, I would recommend... Get using crafting the piece that's going to have your strongest embellishment on it. So look that up, see what Wowhead says because it varies by class. Uh, but I would get that crafted first because that's a 424 item that you get basically just for doing one quick quest. Uh, so that's easy, 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 easy. That should have you probably 390 ish item level, I would guess. Um, maybe not quite that high, maybe like 385 ish or whatever. It just depends on what you were able to get. Um, but either way, then, uh, if you have friends that are there that can help run you through higher keys, try to target 11s to 15s right off the bat if they can handle it. Um, yeah. Basically, as high as, I mean, if they can't handle those, just go as high as you can. Uh, the goal here is to skip farming worm or to skip farming Whoopling Crest and Drake Crest. Um, if, you're a, if you don't have anybody to run you through, one, reach out to me. I'll help run. I don't care. Um, but. Uh, uh, if you don't have anyone that can help carry you, uh, just start with whatever highest keys you can get into. It may only be two, threes, and fours or whatever, but just do as high as you can. Um, as long as you can pull, you know, 
your rotation decently and 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 hit like 85 90% of your class's potential you'll be fine up to like a 10 uh yeah. honestly damage wise i mean i know when lynch got his warrior his warrior's like 380 item level and he was still able to pump 50k overall into the dungeon right off the bat uh yeah. so you know if you can pump 50k 50k is enough to do tens pretty easily honestly uh, especially if you have just one or two other people um best recommendation though is if you don't have anybody to carry you and you're struggling in groups just push your own key uh yeah but uh anyway as soon as you whatever whatever level you're able to do uh preferably 11s and 15s uh once you get uh any splinters and you have enough splinters to form another spark get another piece of gear crafted because that's free 424 gear very easy um if you get gear, uh, if you have to do lower keys and you have Drake Crest and Worm Press, go ahead and upgrade whatever you want with that. doesn't really matter. Ultimately, though, what you're looking for is the Worm Crest to start off with. So once you're able to run 11s or higher, start running those. Um, if you get gear between the 11 to 14 range that needs Drake Crest before you can use the Worm Crest, don't worry about upgrading it because you're going to probably try to replace all that once you can run 15s anyway. You just want to farm those worm crests. You don't need to go back and get drape crests. Uh, the goal here is to get into 15s quick as possible and just farm worm crests while also getting gear that immediately can be upgraded with worm crests. Um, so if you get 424 and you've got four worm crests, you can make that piece of gear 437 right away. Yeah. Um, it's, it's more of a personal preference. Uh, but you can use those worm crests to upgrade crafted gear to 437. But if you if if you're wanting to be as efficient as possible, I don't recommend upgrading that until you have aspect crest, and then just go straight from the 424 to the 447 um, with the aspect crest. Also, as you're doing dungeons, if you get champion pieces of gear, don't don't waste your charges on veteran pieces of gear. Uh, only champion or higher, uh, you can turn those pieces into tier using your charges. So any other, uh, you don't only want to do that up until you have four pieces of tier. Uh, after, after as soon as you have four pieces of tier, save all of your charges until you upgrade or until you get pieces that are hero or myth level, uh, preferably myth level, of course. Uh, so then you want to keep farming 15s until you've got all 424 gear um, or at least the gear that you need. So, what what we kind of figured out is once you get 15s, once you have 424 or higher, and you don't need don't have any gear that needs anything other than Wormcrest, um, at that point you don't have to keep doing 15s. You can go ahead and farm anywhere between 11 to 15 because at that point you're not worried about trying to get gear. You're just trying to get Wormcrest. Yeah. Um, so you can do whatever is easy, quickly farm. Uh, you're going to need roughly, uh, at, at maximum, you're going to need 80 dungeons in that range to get all the worm crests you'll need. However, for each piece of crafted gear you get, that you're just going to go straight to the aspect crest upgrade to 437 or 447. That's five less dungeons you're going to need. Right now, most classes are using about six to seven pieces of crafted gear. So realistically, you probably need like 50 dungeons probably. Uh, at that level range. Um, so then on top of that, 
if you are able to do 17s, you feel comfortable getting into the 17s, go ahead and go for it. However, you don't have to do 17s um, because the thing is, if you're looking for efficiency, 17s might take longer, might not even be able to time them. If you don't time it, you get five fragments instead of 12. So it's not, if, if you're not going to be able to do them just as quickly as you're doing 15s in, it's not really worth doing. Uh, it's better to just farm your worm crest. Because you can, you can always turn your aspect crest into worm crest later on. But if again, if you're going for efficiency, get his gear as quickly as possible. Uh, Time-wise, so like last night, we played for, I don't know, from like 10.30 until 6 o'clock in the morning. So eight hours. We got nine or ten dungeons done. Um, if you're doing 17s, you're probably only going to get five or six dungeons done. Because it takes longer to form a group. It takes longer to do the dungeon. So... It's faster to do the 15s than it is to do the 17s. But if you want to do 17s, you can. Um, the reason I say 17s and not 16s is because 17s also, that's where you start getting hero level gear. Um, so you don't, 16s are fine if you just need aspect crests. But if you're looking to upgrade your gear, you really, 16s aren't really worth it. Just you want to go with 17s. Because uh, that'll yeah. give you hero level gear. 16s are still going to drop champion gear, which you can't use aspect crest on anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then you just want to, every time you get sparks, keep crafting your best in slot gear. Uh, optionally, again, you can use your worm crest to upgrade those. Um, but you definitely should use your worm crest to upgrade your champion gear as quickly as possible. Once you have a piece of gear upgraded to like 437 or whatever, you get it. Even if it's not your best in slot, upgrade it. Um, it's more about what's going to make the biggest difference because if you have a worst in slot weapon and you upgrade it to 437, later on you get your best in slot weapon at 424. Guess what? You can upgrade it to 437 for just half the cost of flight stones and you don't have to use any crests on it. So item level, item level, item level. That is the key. Um, once you're able to get into 17s pretty easily and it's and you or once you have done all you've got all the worm crests you need jump into 17s farm 17s that'll get you hero gear and aspect crests so then you can get uh 428 gear that you can upgrade to 441 uh if you've got worm crests you'll be able to farm those if say um when you get the hero level gear, you only need three worm crests to upgrade it. So if you have a piece that you never got a champion on and you're only using a veteran or whatever, um, then once you get your aspect crest, that's one less worm crest you need to farm. Um, so that does kind of reduce the number of dungeons you need to do. Um, also, while you're farming 15s, because it's probably going to take a couple weeks of farming 15s, I would recommend do one six, at least get one 16 key in for the week, each week. That way you get a myth piece of gear in the vault. Um, because uh, 15s will give you a hero piece of gear. 16s will give you a myth piece of gear. So getting one 16 in, you get your first piece of myth gear. It's better to grab that myth gear, even if it's not best in slot. Just because you can upgrade that to 447. And then boom, you get your best in slot. You upgrade it for free to 447. So yeah. it's just it's better to try to farm one piece of 447 gear each week by getting myth trap. Uh, but yeah, once you're able to do 17s, when I mean, you just start farming 17s, you can go higher, whatever you can handle, whatever you can quickly do. 17s are just the lowest you'll want to do at that point. 
because you want to make sure you're getting hero gear and aspect crest. Um, at that point, no matter what, your weekly chest is going to have myth gear in all three slots. If you're doing eight, eight, seventeens or more, you're going to have myth gear in every single slot for your uh, weekly chest. So that's going to be good. Yeah. Um, obviously, then you want to use your aspect crest. Uh, I would recommend first thing first, before you use Aspect Crest to upgrade pieces of gear, you want to use, save up four Aspect Crests, and then upgrade your crafted gear to 447, because that's going to be a big jump from 424 to 447. Uh, so that's also super easy to do. So you want to use all your craft, all your Aspect Crests first as upgrading your gear, uh, the crafted gear. After that, then you want to go ahead and use your remaining Aspect Crest upgrading a Myth gear. Um, if you need Worm Crest to upgrade Hero Gear, then you can do that uh, whenever. Um, but hopefully at that point you don't need Worm Crest. Um, once all of your Myth Gear is upgraded, if you don't have any other Myth Gear, then you can use Aspect Crest to upgrade Hero Gear. But basically the priority is going to be Crafted Gear. Use your Aspect Crest for that first. Then Myth Upgrade any remaining Aspect Crest to Myth Gear. Then use your Worm Crest to upgrade Hero Gear, and then use your Myth Gear, or your, your Aspect Crest, if you only have Hero Gear left that needs upgraded, use your Aspect Crest for that. Um, but yeah, at that point, I mean, once you're like 430-ish, a little higher, 435-ish, you probably can start doing attempting 20s. Uh, once you're comfortable with 20s, you just want to start doing 20s nonstop, get 447 gear in all your chests for your vault. Um, you're going to need a minimum of 48 Aspect Crests to be able to fully upgrade all of your gear. Uh, for each crafted item, you're going to add one more Aspect Crest out. Uh, so you're going to have a minimum. You're going to need to do 16 dungeons before you can upgrade everything with Aspect Crest. Uh, so 60, set, 60 dungeons at 17s or higher will get you enough to craft everything. Uh that number can go down, obviously, because it just depends on what kind of RNG you get with your weekly vault and stuff. If you get a 447 piece of out of myth gear, then guess what? You don't need to upgrade it with anything. So there's three aspect crests less that you need. Um, also, as far as your charges, if you get myth gear, you want to use charges on myth gear first as far as turning it into tier. Get your gear updated to that. Um, I wouldn't necessarily do too much for, for changing champion into hero because it's only a four item level increase. Um, I would probably save them for myth gear, but if you have enough saved up to change everything to myth gear once you get it and you have extra charges, go ahead and use it on upgrading champion to hero gear. Yeah. As far as your vault goes each week when you're gearing up, vault priority as far as what items to pick. Uh, if you get a best in slot item that is on the myth track, that is top priority. Uh, take that over anything else. Uh, if you don't have any best in slot options, then you want to get either a myth level tier piece or a piece that can be turned into a myth level piece that can be turned into tier. Uh, unless you already have all four of your tier at myth or that piece at, at myth, then you don't want to take that. Uh, then the third priority would be any myth gear that's going to be a biggest upgrade. So that way you can save aspect crest farming. Um, after that, if you don't have any options on the myth level, then it's basically the same thing, but just for worm worm crest stuff. So hero hero best in slot gear, hero gear that can be turned into tier unless you already have all hero or myth tier, 
than hero tier or hero pieces that can that will save you the most worm crest um after that if you don't need any of those options if you already got those or none of those options are available then you want to take tokens that you can use in my opinion i would use them for sockets uh but if you need to you could use it for a spark to craft gear but at this point in expansion you should be able to get most of your sparks through just drops and stuff because i think there's already six or seven maybe it's eight i think this this week with the reset i think it's eight we can get um I'm not entirely positive how far we are in. But yeah, there's tons of sparks you can get. Uh, you can also use the tokens to buy worm crests if you absolutely need it. Uh, you cannot use them to buy aspect crests, though. So I don't recommend using them to buy crests because that's pretty farmable. Sparks only if you really have a lot of stuff to craft. But ideally, I would recommend using any tokens for sockets. Um, and I wouldn't socket anything unless it's a myth piece of gear, because then you're just wasting those tokens, I feel like. Right, yeah. But yes, that is it. Um, if anyone wants the link to my uh, my sheet that I have for that, feel free to comment on the channel, and I can uh, provide the link for the gearing guide. I'll be updating it as I figure out other stuff or decide, change my mind on things, or as things come out, such as the... Uh, the up the uh the catch-up gear that's the word the flight stone right. catch-up gear you know the upgrading stuff like that when they implement mechanics in uh basically the goal of this guide is just to have a quick all right this is what you do to get geared as quickly as possible once you get a fresh 70. Uh, but yeah that is the gearing guide again if you want the link to it let me know and i can supply that in the comments but uh, anyway, moving on, what was your week in WoW like? Uh, it's been pretty pretty uneventful. It's ready keys in the rogue. Mm-hmm. My main focus right now is to just get my rogue geared so I'm on par for other people going to next season. Um, so I'm just putting in the work and, you know, going to focus on one character as best I can. I just do uh, Mythic Plus. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, nothing else. Yep, yep. Get anything, any good transmog items at all this week or anything? Uh, no, I did not. I, <laughs> Rip. Um, so, for, I'm looking right now. I uh, For the past couple weeks, I've just needed one cloak off the two of Sargeras. And it will not drop. I have the full set except for the cloak. Um, so that sucks. And then Taurus, I'm two pieces away from that, but the set's it's okay looking. But nice. it, I got the uh, me and Lich did some uh, battle for bizarre lore. I got two pieces of gear there. Nice. Uh, we're kind of stomped with the fourth boss, fifth boss, whatever it is. But yeah, I don't know. Um, just trying to stuff, it's plus stuff. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, what about yourself? I was gonna say also, uh, I know you did some stuff for some tier three. The re yes, the, the stuff true. there, yeah. You have to yes. go into full detail. Maybe next, maybe next podcast you can go a little yeah, more detail. Yeah, I learn a little bit. I'll learn a little, a little bit more about it this week, and then I can come back next week. But um, yeah, uh, the quest line is really easy. It just takes a. I mean, it took me about two hours, I think. Right. But that was also me being lost at some point. <laughs> but yeah, because we did it in a weird order. So when I went back to the order of them doing it, I was confused. Right. But yeah, so the, the quest is 
the quest line is easy. The only one that I think is very hard is doing a five minute Strathome. Like, I don't know how people yeah. do it without. I had sprint on a one minute cooldown, and I stealth show striking people to help her forward and stuff like that. And I made it by like 45 seconds, but like, why hmm. two or three attempts before that? And like, I was not getting it close enough. I don't know. It's. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's hard for some classes. Oh, for sure. For sure, yeah. But yeah, so uh, I. I uh, you get the bracers when you finish. You get your first item, whatever, it's just two or three bracers. Nice. So I have that, but I haven't crafted it yet because it requires 70 fl uh, flax or weave, or whatever it's called. And that's expensive. I think it's like two or three thousand <laughs> per one. Yes, yes. It's, so it's their 70. gold sink. Yeah, I, I'm waiting until I get more better pieces like shoulders and helmet and stuff. Right. But so the process that I'll get into more next week as well is, uh, from my understanding, is you get the you can farm these invaders, scripts, and stuff like that as much as you want, and turn them in. But like, if you're just going off like the the uh, the random item, you can like on the forums, this guy bought about fifty of them. Like he farmed for a long time, bought about fifty of the head pieces, and didn't get the tier at all. So. Hmm. That I, kind of yeah, I know Blizz did put out a hotfix either yesterday or today that slightly increases the drop chance of those, or it's like it's it's like an increase in the drop chance of the stones or something that you use. I think it's the currency. It increases the drop rate or the number that drop, so you get more of it for your farming. But I don't remember if it actually increased the drop rate of. Uh, or the, the chance that the that you get the tier piece or not. Yeah. I know they did increase it to make it a little bit easier, but they said they didn't increase it a ton because they want it to be rare, but they did want they did feel that it was a little too rare right now. Yes. But I mean I'm gonna work on it some more in my free time. Um but yeah, I'll uh, touch more on it next week. Nice. Um yeah, for myself uh, pretty much just uh, working on the druid so far this week. Uh, didn't get much of anything good in my vault. Kind of meh, but you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. One thing I was really happy about, uh, the guardian druid feels pretty fun to play. Definitely pumping a lot more damage than it was uh, before the rework. Um, it's I, I don't feel like it's as strong defensively but it also just might be that I'm, I'm pushing higher keys than I was before on him yeah um, and I think it definitely still can be just as tanky if I if I keep my iron fur stacks up just the play style now I spend more on my raise than I do on my iron fur because I'm trying to get more damage out but yeah I can still pump just as many stacks of iron fur as I want uh, whenever I need it uh, but one thing that's nice I did hit KSM on my druid uh, last night <laughs> Which is the first time ever that I've had KSM on multiple tunes. So that yeah, was a nice I'll plus. Get, I'll be getting mine really soon. I'm like yes. points away. Yeah, I think next uh, as soon as we get fortified next week, you'll be able to hit that with probably the very first dungeon we do, most likely. Oh, for sure, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Sorry. You. Oh, you're good. Uh, yeah, so no, we, ha we got KSM on... Uh, we'll both have KSM on multiple tunes as of next week. I've got mine now, so I'm happy about that. Um... Yeah, I've been trying to work on professions and stuff as well. So I've been doing... Uh, Lynch showed me a really nice week where that tracks all those stuff that you can do for per each week to get... To maximize your... Uh, 
um, profession knowledge. Uh, so right. I've been working on knocking those out. And then uh, I also can now make the treatises on my druid. So that's a plus. So I can make some a little bit of gold on that. Because uh, there's a lot of public orders out there for that. <laughs> so I can do yeah. public orders. Lynch, I know, will want stuff once I get the ones that he can use. Uh, right now I can do mining and inscription. Uh, so, which is just, it's just a weekly thing that people need, need to buy, uh, cause it gives you one point in professional knowledge. You can only use one a week. Uh, but there's a lot of people out there looking to get them. So definitely, uh, nice to have on that. I can get a little bit of gold income from that at least. Yeah. So, um, for, uh, just remember this week we have the weekly events for four mythic dungeons yes. for a 28 piece. It's a good I point. I was lucky enough to get my best trinket on my rogue <laughs> chromatic acid is awesome yes go out there and get it done second best trinket it's, it should be number one it's Overlock. your it's your bis it's the most used but it's your bis if everyone else is using it it's your second bis if you're the only one using it that's all good but yeah uh oh and also your your bis with if, if you're the only person using that trinket then your bis is the uh the Trinket from the last boss, so uh, I mean, good luck. <laughs> the Beyond one, yeah, Beacon the Beyond, I think is your is your second this. Yeah, according uh, as far as on Blood Mount it goes, it's not it's like the third most used for you, I think. But as far as on oh, Blood okay. Mount on Blood Mallet, the Sims for a five target cleave, uh, Beacon the Beyond is the second highest. Uh, the highest is the um, the bomb thing. No, the uh, the ominous one that you've got the one that you've got is, is oh. that's the highest if all five party members are using it uh, um if of if not all five are using it then that's the second high or the the that becomes the second highest okay but uh no yeah it's a definitely a very strong trinket for you yeah and i know lynch wants that trinket too so <laughs> you know that might help you out yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah um i think that is just about it uh, if you want uh, to hit us up on our socials, you can catch me streaming at uh, twitch.tv slash buckblind, kick.com slash buckblind. Uh, you can catch me on YouTube, buckblind the demon hunter, or on Twitter at buckblinddh. Uh, bio, what are yours? By uh, Twitch and YouTube or QQ underscore Bioshock. And I've been trying to stream more, but yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, feel free to hit us up on there. Uh, comment on anything you want on the uh, YouTube page or whatever with the video. Uh, any comments, questions, concerns you have, feel free to hit us up and let us know. If you ever want to yep. run dungeons, let us know. So yep. uh, with that, uh, we will say good night and we will see you all next week. See ya.